Hi, and welcome. Join me as we read some entitled parents. My mom asked me to go to my sister's birthday, then makes me foot half the bill. Story by Pear Quirky 1994. I have a much younger sister. I'm in my mid-twenties and she is about to turn 15. My mom decided to take her to a bigger city for a birthday weekend. The thing is, my partner and I live much closer to this city than them and go frequently for a variety of reasons. Basically, we have no desire to vacation there, and it's definitely not a vacation spot, my folks just live in a small town. There were some things over the years we had mentioned doing there that were fun and we recommend. My mom and I have a history of her being an entitled parent including me being the parent most of the time. She decided to take my sister to do the things we recommended in the past. She asked if my partner and I would go because one of the things was a haunted house and she doesn't like haunted houses. I don't either, so a bit of a weird request but I agreed for my sister because, spoiler alert, she had already promised to take her. First, a weekend trip turned into Thursday to Friday, meaning we had to now take work off to go to the city. My mom decided to book one of the most expensive hotels and insisted on staying in a very specific area even, country club, even though she knew nothing about it and had never been there, not a couple of blocks away, it had to be there. I should also mention at this point we found out my dad was also coming, therefore there was no reason for us to come. My partner and I let her know we would stay somewhere else because we didn't want to spend a lot of money on a place we go to all the time, let alone that much. I waited to book anything knowing my mother's past. She went from this to changing her mind to stay in a city 45 minutes from our house. We said that would be great, so she decided to stick with the original plan. She mentioned she could upgrade her room to two beds so that we could share a room, we said that would be great. She told us what the price was and told us to just give her what we thought was fair, we agreed to one third of the cost. The next day she let us know that it was more than she thought and she wasn't sure she was willing to pay that. To make things easier I found a much much cheaper Airbnb for us. She liked it and decided to book that instead. She let us know that she decided to book it Wednesday to Saturday now. Saying we live closer so we could just come up after work Wednesday. She then let us know how much we owed her, which was half of the Wednesday to Saturday stay and over what we were going to pay for the expensive hotel. All in all, we were asked to go to a city we didn't want to, to do things we've already done, take off work when it wasn't necessary, pay more than we agreed to, and half of the bill when, not to be nitpicky but they have two beds and we have one. The cherry on top is that we're recently engaged and this plan was made while they were staying out of our place to go to the wedding expo and paid for their meals. We spent one hour at the expo and I was hauled around all weekend to take my sister shopping and run my mom's errands because I didn't drive. We are not well off either. My parents make double what we do. My dad has no idea my mom does this, he travels 70 to 80% of the time for work, my fiancé is hot about the situation and wants to make it very obvious to my dad as he would not approach this situation the same way. He wanted me to cancel altogether and I do too, but I don't want to deal with the tantrum now that it's booked if we were to back out. Edit, just wanted to add a couple of notes that may add clarification. We can afford what she is asking, it's the principle that it isn't our responsibility that's upsetting. Just wanted to clarify that it wasn't like we made significantly more than them and that's why she wanted us to pitch in. Also, there is a history of abuse with this parent. I am in therapy working through it, but the journey is not linear. Mom almost didn't give me my own birth certificate. Story by NC underscore Pine underscore and underscore Cbus. Alright, kinda long but definitely worth it. I recently moved 400 miles away from my hometown. I moved to be with my partner of several years and have no plans to move back. I'm also 27 despite how my mom seems to view me. 
I'm a legal adult who has a career and three degrees and she still thinks there is no way I could know more than her about anything. My mom has done a lot of things I could post on this subreddit but one thing that might not initially set off alarm bells is her obsessive need to document everything. She kept everything and was able to weaponize it. She used to pull out an Excel sheet of how much pine has cost me this month when I was 14 to guilt me about needing shoes that weren't worn so flat I slipped on stairs. She pulled out my grades from when I was 8 to guilt me about how I was slipping at 12 because of yet undiagnosed major depressive disorder. You get the idea. I got out of grad school and days later I was getting in a car to move 8 hours away. I wasn't even living with her at the time. Yet she still had my vital documents from when I moved out because it was a nightmare to be in her home. The sheer tooth pulling it took to get my vital docs was unbelievable. She felt that there weren't any safe folders to put them in. That's fine I brought my own. Oh, which files were they in again? The ones there are labeled Pines Vital Docs, Pines Expenses and Pines Banking so let's start there, hmm? 30 minutes of this. She wanted to be on her best behavior because my partner was in the other room with my golden child brother, who is actually the best, I adore that kid, and could hear us. I think that's the only reason I got my stuff. I loudly asked I mean come on mom, you've been keeping it safe for a day like this right? And after some but what if you can't keep it safe oh I might need to reference it later etc excuses she gave me everything. And I do mean everything. I now have over 2000 documents she had both from official sources and that she made, all mixed together. I'm still sorting out what is what but I've come to realize a few things. She never planned to give me these documents. There are notes she made that could only have come from listening against the door at therapy sessions when I was a teen. $300 a month total is not expensive for a kid at all. I can never move back there. Luckily I never planned to. However I don't care if I have to live under a bridge, I point blank cannot go back to that house. I have all my vital documents thankfully but man oh man I felt like this subreddit might like to hear the tale of gimme my damn birth certificate I'm 27 mothers now that I realize how absolutely bonkers it is. My family is pressuring me to give my, 23 female, sister my, 28 female, wedding venue because she needs it more and is pregnant. Story by Paperweight Fairy. Part 1. My fiancé and I have been together for 8 years and engaged for 3. I was doing my PhD program and was juggling planning the wedding. My fiancé took much of that work, but it was perfect because our dream venue was booked till after my graduation. So what we did is book our dream venue three years in advance. It is really a beautiful venue. The only slot we got was September of this year. My sister got engaged a few months ago to her fiancé. They were planning on having a spring wedding next year. They had no venue lined up but had a few vendors lined up as well as a set date. Yesterday our parents invited us and our sows to a family barbecue, where my sister announced to our extended family, that she is expecting. Everyone was so happy for her and my Bill, who is a great guy. My nan asked my sister if the wedding was still on the set date or if they were going to wait, because of the baby she said no and that she hoped to move it to September. NBD. We don't have many out-of-town guests so they could attend to both weddings with no problem. Nan was happy and asked sister if she needed help planning such a short-notice wedding. My sister then turns around and said that's what I wanted to talk to you about. I was really really hoping we could kinda like take your venue. I really cannot stress myself too much with planning a wedding while going to maternity classes. And I think it is so beautiful. It would really mean a lot to me. It went silent. But everyone was looking at me expecting me to say. Yes of course everything for my little sister. My bill looked very uncomfortable and told her that they had talked about this and that it was not okay to put me on the spot. 
But my sister just said don't be like that. My sister wants to do what's best for me so it's no big deal right? I just said well it kind of is. I don't know. I have my heart really set on the venue cue the crying. She stormed off. Nan told me that I was being selfish because she needed the venue more than I did. I tried to defend myself and my mother said you waited three years. Would it have killed you to wait for a few more months? When has your sister ever asked you for something? A few comments later my fiancé got really mad and we left. My sister called me crying and said that it was unfair that I always get what I want and that I could have done this one thing for her. Dad said it is just a venue and what matters is the person whom you are marrying. He is kind of right. But we have been planning for so long. My fiancé is furious with my family and doesn't even want my sister to come. Now my family is threatening not to come because I am being selfish and my sister needs it more than me because having a baby is too stressful. Part 2. My Bill called me and apologized for the inconvenience. He told me he had discussed it with my sister and she had told him she would not ask. He is properly mad with her now and warned me that my sister is blaming me for potentially ruining her marriage. My father has sent me about five texts along the lines of I hope you're happy your sister hasn't stopped crying since yesterday and so on and so on. My fiancé and I have decided to boot my sister from the bridal party and replace her with my aunt who is the only family member that took my side. We have not decided whether or not we will invite my family as a whole. Furthermore, my mom took it upon herself to tell on us. She called her fiancé's parents and told them, that it would be best if my sister gets it because she is pregnant and preeclampsia runs in the family. Whatever that means. My future father-in-law told them to fuck off and basically ripped my mom a new one for expecting something so ridiculous and that they were going to lose me if they kept playing favorites. So my mom is now crying too and saying that my father-in-law is an ass. This is just getting so pathetic. It seems straight out of a bad soap opera. My in-laws are driving to us currently with some supper and wine and basically told me to not worry and that no matter what happens that they will be my safety net. I cried with happiness. Part 3 so it hasn't been that long. But this post blew the hell up. I was expecting only a few answers but the support was overwhelming. What boggled my mind is that this story flooded over to mainstream media. But let's get to the story. So since this went viral a lot happened. My sister. My sister saw this story while browsing on her Reddit. She lost her mind. She accused me of painting her like a loony and misinterpreting facts. Info. My sister got wind of the situation due to various media outlets and went on Reddit. She said that I was being unfair. That she is family and that she asked it nicely because she loves me. She also underlines the fact that the opinion of internet strangers doesn't count because family is more important and I should focus on making my family happy. The only text I sent back was this. I am sorry that you perceived it that way. I did not in any matter distort what happened. As you might notice I didn't describe your tone nor exaggerated anything. Perhaps you have that night different in your mind than I do, but I digress. I am sick and tired to bend to your will. My whole life I have been your servant and your doormat. Remember all the birthdays I had to share with you because you would throw a tantrum because you didn't get presents? Or when you cried so that I would fill out job applications for you? But the thing that has hurt me most till now is when you ruined my graduation. I am done. I admit that I also spoiled you but I will not any longer. If you want to marry so badly before your baby is born then you could look at, Hotel X, that offers last-minute weddings. I have spent too much time planning my wedding to gift it to you. And if you want to ruin our relationship over this then go ahead. I will sleep sound and safe knowing that it wasn't my fault. She only sent me a wow. You must love me so very much. And blocked me. 
She unblocked me this morning to send me this. Wedding planner, hello dear, I got the message from your mother and will proceed with the rebooking of the venue on the spot. However, this will have extra costs as we have to change the names on the contract. Please come by my office tomorrow so we can sign the new contract. Sister, that's great. I'll be there at 9. My parents haven't actually written me since the thing with my father-in-law. My older brother, yes I have an older brother but he lives in another city and wasn't at the barbecue, that's why I didn't mention him. Plus he initially could not come to the wedding because of work and changed his plans after hearing about the story. Contacted me and wanted to know what happened because he got a weird story from mom and dad. Mom had told him that I had offered previous to the barbecue to give up the venue to my sister and that I humiliated her. I told him what really happened and he had no problem believing me. We talked a lot about our parents' behavior and he confessed that his moving was partly due to our parents being, and I quote, shitheads to us. He told me that mom had gotten wind from the post and was mad at me for betraying my family. I haven't written my parents what so many of you advised me to because I have to come to terms with the fact that they love my sister more than me, if they love me at all. The wedding. We sat together and put passwords with the majority of our vendors and also with the venue directly. We didn't talk to our planner yet which is why the text of my sister worries me so much. Also, we cancelled the catering that my parents paid for. So short term we won't be able to get a full catering like we wanted to. But all our friends and my fiancé's family will help us prepare a buffet, and everyone is going to chip in. That will be our bachelor party. As we will have to spend more on our food now we cancelled our bachelor parties and we'll have a family and friends cooking session. Thank you again for helping me see how toxic my family is. I will try to sort it out. If they apologize from the bottom of their heart they will be allowed into my wedding but if not. Then well. I still have my brother, who will be walking me down the aisle, and my aunt. Part 4. We called my planner and she was actually really horrified. She told me she never had as much talk to my mother since the day we went to book the venue. She assured me that even if they were to call and say that I wanted it, I had to be present to make any changes. So we informed everyone that will work for us at our wedding and they offered to hire security for that day at a reduced price. Crazy high lady gets her correct order, thinks it's wrong, tries fighting the employees, and then her mom comes to scold the police. Story by normal reddit user 22. I said I wouldn't post any more of dad's police stories. I lied. So yes, my dad is a police officer and has many stories for me to grind karma on. Today, I will present you with a story about a highly entitled person, who forgets what she orders and attempts to attack the employees for getting her order right. Chapter 1. Prelude. My dad started with this part. He reviewed so camera footage to learn what happened because that's his job. A black lady, with a navy blue cotton shirt, and some dark gray jeans. She had long black hair and dread style. That's what my dad said, she had entered the store and ordered a number two or something like that. She then goes into the bathroom to do drugs. No, for real, she really did that. She came out stumbling around and such. My dad didn't name the drugs, but they were needles, the fast food joint called 911 because of her being publicly drunk. Chapter 2. Action begins. The lady then started yelling at the employees because she thought she ordered a number 12, which wasn't a number, and jumped onto the counter and stomped her feet, yelling her head off a little. She threw the number two meal she ordered into the back which made the manager come out. The lady then grabs a pocket knife and threatens to stab everyone and herself. Chapter 3. Ops Dad, Appears. This is when my dad came on the scene, he said dispatch reported only a drunk woman, not what she was doing now. My dad enters the store with his partner, 
Let's call him Bucky after Bucky Barnes from Marvel. The lady looks over, and grabs money from the register, crumbles it up, and tosses it at Bucky. The lady tries the spitting move. Guess how that worked? Bucky goes to the car for a utility. The lady drops from the counter and hits the manager, who dodges the first punch and uppercuts the lady onto the floor. My dad grabs his taser, before ripping away the knife, and grabs the lady, she then bit down on his arm, thank god he wore the sleeves that day. He point-blank tases her, and she falls to the ground. But then she dashes to the manager to bite his leg. That failed because my dad grabs her throat to slide her back since she was on the floor. He then used some pain compliance to stop her from attacking them anymore. He tased her again and manages to put her in cuffs as she fires spit in every direction. My dad gets up as Bucky laughs his ass off, as he just avoided the fight. Bucky puts the spit mask on the lady, stopping her from spitting on them. She yells that she can't breathe when she clearly can or else the department wouldn't have the spit hoods. These aren't the plastic wrap spit hoods. These ones are less easy to apply but are more humane. During the fight, one of the employees was arguing with the mother of this lady. My dad tells Bucky to handle the lady on drugs as he goes to the mother of the lady on drugs. Entitled mother, you are big pigs of capitalism. You only care for the next dollar than the customer themselves. Treat my daughter as if she was the owner, because, after this lawsuit, she will be. You little n, cunt, and bitch. Not even little, you are, this lady was black, and the man she was insulting was white. So, so I don't know if it's racist or not. My dad now intervenes perfectly, whoa, 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 hey hey hey. The M turns her head, what do you want this man is trying to grab my butts and be BS. He is harassing me. MD, don't lie to me. There are cameras. You were just cursing this poor man out. Come and talk with me. At this point, Bucky is fighting again, when he went to lift the drugged woman up, she dashed to the gift card stand, and tipped it over, before smashing into a little kid. My dad runs over with his taser drawn, yelling orders. Bucky grips the lady's shoulders and pulls her onto her back. The M looks over in shock, what are you doing to my daughter? RP her like you always do to black people? My dad was pretty tan being from the Middle East. So, is that racist or jobist? Bucky manages to restrain her with his taser. The lady yells that Bucky is choking her. My dad leads everyone out of the store, but the mom won't budge. MD gives her an ultimatum, leave the store, or I'm going to force you out. Understood? M responds, understood. I'm not leaving. Guess M didn't understand what force is, so my dad grabs her and tells the employee to go behind the counter, as my dad grabs the screaming mother out of the store. Bucky is now playing the hit police game, who can kick more than the officer can grab. Sadly, the lady scored a minus one, as Bucky grabs her legs, pulls them apart, and tases her. But she still fought, trying to headbutt and kick my dad and Bucky. This goes on until the mother enters the store. The mother grabs Bucky's neck from behind, which makes my dad Spartan kick her in the head. The funny thing is, the lady on drugs said, little btch. Towards her mother. Bucky yells for help from one of the manly enough employees. Backup arrives, in form of the manager. The manager asks what to do, and Bucky tells him to do a pain compliance method. It worked. The mother was crying on the floor as my dad gets up to handcuff the mother, as Bucky finally controls the ladder with more pain compliance. Both of them are escorted. One of my dad's favorite quotes is, if you're fighting people with your fists, backup comes after you're done. It has been true nine-tenths times. Backup arrives to transport the drugged woman separately. Leaving the mother to the hands of Bucky and my dad. 
Guess who needed an extra spit hood? Sadly no, they only had one spit hood in the back for some reason. Bucky goes inside to get some statements and video as the lady is in the protection of my dad. Bucky comes out with some good old-fashioned duct tape. The mother spits on my dad, and then Bucky as soon as the latter enters the car. Bucky opens the door, tases the mother, and slaps the duct tape on her mouth. That's a callback to what Bucky and my dad did before they had spit hoods. Chapter 4 to the station. The mother is mumbling and trying to yell, but at one point, starts bashing her head on the back of the seat. For context, that hurts, and it hurts so bad that your protectors will stop the car, to make sure you don't do that. The M found this out and kept doing it. Bucky employed pain compliance that didn't work. So, he just let the M do it after many warnings. Once at the station, the M complained that her head hurts. I wonder why. They get her out of the car, and she says she can't breathe. Let's play, fun LE zero facts with a Leo's son. My dad and his cop buddies all agree, if you do anything lawful, even put a criminal in handcuffs, the person will say they can't breathe. That sucks for you. She drops to the floor as Bucky picks her up, she drops to the floor, again. This was meant to make it seem like she can't breathe. My dad ripped the duct tape off of her mouth. And then the lady claimed she had brain damage because they bashed her head onto the back of the seat. Bucky points to his body cam and tells the lady to cry in jail. They hand her off to the police station staff to put her in a cell. Ten seconds later, the police who are putting the M in the cell need backup. As my dad and Bucky approach, they see the M slamming her head into the wall. They tase her, pick her up, tase her, pick her up, tase her, I think you get the point. All of that until she was put into a police station holding cell. Chapter. 5 Charges, On Me. The lady on drugs was charged with, destruction of property, aggravated assault, resisting arrest, threatening assault with a deadly weapon, or something like that, battery, assault, and some assault on a Leo charges. The mother gets a. Aggravated assault, resisting arrest, resisting lawful orders of a Leo. And something else I can't remember. Chapter 6. End of story. That was the end of the story. I hope you liked it and that wasn't the end of the police saga. Believe it or not, I don't really care. Do what you want to do as long as it doesn't harm anyone. Thank you for tuning in to listen to these stories, and I hope to see you on the next one. Till then, have an amazing day.